What is going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Good Man Exist podcast. You're listening to part one of a two-part series entitled Men and Vulnerability. I couldn't fit everything into 25 minutes, so I decided to make it a two-part series. So if you enjoy this episode, definitely look out for the next one, which will be dropping on the first Tuesday in February. Also, if you want to write the show, feel free to write us at goodmenexistpodcast at gmail.com. If you feel like you're enjoying these episodes and you feel like it can help someone, definitely let the world know. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tag them on IG, tweet me on Twitter at Jarrell, G-M-E, J-E-R-R-E-L-L-G-M-E. That's all together. And with that being said, enjoy the show. You don't have to love me. You don't have to want me. Even have to spend time with me. You don't have to go and buy me things. Just listen up when I start to talk. Is good enough? I don't want your body, even though I think about it. It's your what is going on, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of Good Men Exist. And I wanted to have a great episode with you guys today. But more importantly, I wanted to pick a topic that was going to be impactful, right? So when I was sitting here wondering, I'm like, all right, I have 35, 40, 45 uh, topics. And I was like, what could I talk about that would be a great very first episode of good men exist and so i said what is the number one thing at least in my opinion and of course everyone else's opinions differ but in my opinion i said okay what is the one thing that i feel like most men being a man what do they struggle with and then as a woman what have from my experiences and from what i have heard what do you all have the most trouble with when well <laughs> i'm sure if i was to really go through that you guys were like well let me pull out my notepad of things that i have issues with when it comes to men however i just wanted to focus on one of those today so uh when it comes to that uh the one that i came up with is vulnerability vulnerability and i feel like women always question you know like how does he feel about me? Why doesn't he act this way towards me? Why does he never open up to me like I open up to him? Um, I just don't know what's in his head. I'm always left wondering where we stand. All these questions that you all have essentially wrap back around to vulnerability. So that is my topic today. And that is one that I wanted to focus on and see if I can help some men out when it comes to vulnerability and as uh, some of the women who may be listening, help you guys understand men better when it comes to vulnerability and, and just being vulnerable, especially when it comes to women. So without further ado, let's jump right in. And so I think the best way to go about this is to actually discuss the definition of what vulnerability is. 
So according to dictionary.com, the definition of vulnerability is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. So the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. So pretty much just by definition alone, that's freaking horrifying, like attacked or harmed, being open to that. That in itself should turn every single human being off to the possibility of ever wanting to be vulnerable in any state, whether it be physical or emotionally, most likely physical. Putting yourself in a position where you could be physically attacked or harmed is as scary as putting yourself in that position to be emotionally attacked or harmed. But that's what that definition means. Being that we know at least how Mr. Webster classifies it, why would we as men want to engage in that in any form, especially physically? Ladies, do you feel that vulnerability is something that is innate to you as a woman species? And in my opinion, I feel because in most cases, women are natural nurturers. Being vulnerable would not go hand in hand with being a nurturer. Because to be a nurturer, you have to understand the needs of someone else and also be very attentive. And if you had no emotional connection with what you're trying to nurture or what you're trying to help grow, it would make that much more difficult. So being vulnerable, although you're not opening yourself up to the emotional attack or the emotionally or emotionally being harmed, I just don't feel as though you could be a nurturer and not be vulnerable. I mean, it's possible. I guess like there's that stepmother where it's like, hey, listen, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to keep this roof over your head. You better act right. But I don't really like you. You're your daddy's girl. We are a blended family. He brought you. I necessarily didn't want you. Like maybe that can happen. I'm probably, you know, to be honest, I'm sure that has happened and happens every day and it's happening right now. But at a certain point, I feel like with the growth of an emotional connection, that vulnerability shows its head. And so you kind of get put in this position where you kind of have to be emotional. But from a man's standpoint, I feel like there are essentially, well, dozens of reasons why we as men struggle with being vulnerable. But if I were to focus on four of those, um, I would try to narrow it down to four or maybe, you know, after I get through these four, maybe we'll throw in a fifth one. But the first reason why men have an issue with being vulnerable is we're not built for vulnerability. Like think about how we are raised as men, whether it's from your father, whether it's from a father figure, even if it's from a, a male less home and it's your mother, right? Sometimes it gets a little muddy in there when it's coming from a woman, but typically, especially from a male or father figure, we're taught to be tough and strong. We're taught 
to be, you know, uh, a man, not just, you know, grow up and you're 18. So you're a man like, no, to be a man just and that's not always even defined for us. It's just like, you know, you got to hey, be a man. But if you're not telling me what being a man is, you're you. The only other option you have is to show me directly to be the example. But I, as a growing boy, may not always pick up on that. I may notice it. I may take mental notes of what that looks like, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to instill that in my own life to ensure that I'm being the quote unquote man. And, you know, you we were always taught to, you know, hey, men don't cry. They cut that crying shit off, dog. That's what, you know, that's what we don't do is cry. So we're not, you know, we're not not supposed to cry ever. I don't care if you like you scrape your knee when you're a kid. Hey, put some dirt on it. you be all right. As a man, if, you know, you get in a little accident or something like that on your motorcycle, whatever it may be. You don't mess with it. Hey, a little cut, a little scrape. Don't cry about it. Your homie died. Hey, that sucks. But we we good. We straight. Hey, it happens to the best of us. We don't cry. And then, you know, we're taught to be self-sustaining. You know, we don't need anyone. We're independent. We're lone wolves. Now, in, in some cases, you know, when you grow up with other men in the house or boys, you have other brothers, fathers, you know, stepbrothers, a lot of male cousins that you're close to, maybe, you know, down the block or whatever. Then that may that may differ, you know, then that's your pack, right? That's your, your group that you hang with. And outside of that, you know, you, you question everybody else. Maybe, you know, your one brother has a homie, then maybe he's cool. He hangs out with y'all from time to time. But for the most part, you know, you kind of keep it, uh, keep anybody that you don't know at a distance. I don't need anyone except, you know, who I roll with and, and that's it. So we're just not built for vulnerability. So everything that they teach us as boys and growing into men doesn't suggest that vulnerability has a place in any of those. Right. You be tough. You be strong, tough and strong. I mean, you don't let anything get to you. That means you don't have any room for vulnerability. You need to be a man, even without that being classified. We know that that doesn't sound like it has vulnerability written anywhere in being a man. Never crying, essentially being emotionless to drastic things that may or may not happen in our lives. No vulnerability. Being independent, self-sustaining. We don't need anyone. We can do it ourselves. It's our job as men to always have an answer. To always figure something out. To always get the job done. No vulnerability exists there. So when I say that we're not built for it, we're not built for it on any level outside of, you know, the physical thought of being a man. The intangible things that come with it that aren't defined, but that we have to just kind of transcribe in our own minds of all right this is what being a man is until someone tells us right but how many men whether it be father figures or not sit down with their sons stepsons uh nephews um wife or best woman friend's son no matter what the role is and explains to him that vulnerability is needed in life as a man we don't have that conversation. We'll have conversations about, oh, you know, birds and bees, wrap it up, babies, you know, how to act as a black man, you know, when you get pulled over. We'll have all those conversations, but we'll never have the conversation 
of being vulnerable as a man and what that means one just by yourself but also when you bring someone else into the picture and how that affects things so we're just not built for it it's just not part of the man curriculum growing up so that's our first issue with it and why we don't really allow it to be a part of our regular daily yearly lifely routine and then the second thing is because we're not built with that we look at vulnerability as strictly a weakness at no point do we look at vulnerability as being a strength not once there's not a position that you can put me in as a man that i'll say oh being vulnerable hey you know what that's a plus i can see how that can benefit me in life right unless we're trying to scam somebody and then we need to pull on that vulnerability card then yeah we'll we'll act vulnerable to that to get ahead but that's not real vulnerability at a certain point we just pretending so we when it comes to matters close to the heart close to things that we actually will put emotion into we know that we're going to keep that whole vulnerable shit way to the right we don't need that Let's keep it over there what we need that for point it out who why when where and then more importantly than that vulnerability is a weakness especially when it comes to women for us being vulnerable in front of a woman is just not something that we feel comfortable with doing right like women now i'm just talking to the the respectful women out here i ain't talking about to the you know everybody else just the respectful women out there pretty much how y'all view uh flatulence uh passing gas farting whatever you want to call it how y'all view never doing that in front of a man is pretty much how we look at being weak or being vulnerable in front of you if you got a toot you it don't even matter if you <laughs> in the car it don't matter if you in the bed on the couch y'all will find an excuse or a reason to make sure that don't no tootin go down in front of your man now if you do toot in front of your man you, you know he's into it hey that's what y'all do i can't judge you i you know hey do you but for those of you who are like oh absolutely not mm -mm, not me girl i'm out so you go off, you toot toot, you come back, right? Nothing happened. Oh, where you go? Oh, I just had to pat on my nose, fix my hair. Uh, you'll probably even say, change my tampon. Because like you're more comfortable about talking about your period in front of a man than you are about tooting in front of him. But a man looks at that like, hey, being weakness, that is our male flatulence. Because we will part in front of you. We'll toot in front of you, poot in front of you. Like, don't matter. But what we won't do in most cases is be weak in front of you and the reason for that is there's a lot of times it takes a lot for us to even get to that level with you all trust is an issue for us right like men and women are so different when it comes to trust because we we, we look at women although we we well good men value women and a good man can tell a good woman from a, a, a not so great one uh, definitely not a good one so in in knowing that we we definitely understand that you are a good woman but what we can't necessarily get with is is like trust because vulnerability requires trust women again as nurturers as being more emotional creatures you have a innate ability to trust 
you have guards and you will probably always have guards and it's good to have guards. But when it comes to certain things, you all are just much better at being vulnerable in front of other people. Again, I just don't think vulnerable like women just wouldn't be women without a certain level of vulnerability that requires you to be like woman. It's almost like estrogen, like vulnerability comes with estrogen. And obviously men have it as well, just at super low levels. So when you increase that estrogen and then let's for this example, say that vulnerability tags along with it, that automatically means just by being born, you have a trait for being more vulnerable than men. That's something you already know. But when it comes to us being weak in front of a woman who we actually care about is one of the scariest things for us because we're allowing her into a world that not many women get to get into. The amount of women that are able to penetrate a man's vulnerability wall typically is very few. Like, so to put this in, into some sort of percentage, if a man dates 50 women in his lifetime from 21 to 65, he dates 50 women. Of those 50 women, he'll probably like really like like 25 he'll love three to four and of those three to four only one to two will probably really understand him and he would allow himself to be vulnerable in front of so out of 50 women only one to two and if he's lucky he's just, just kind of a little bit more open of a guy maybe he gets to three but typically one or two women ever gets to really see a man's heart if you know they're just dating now if you're married and you don't see your man's heart yeah uh, then you probably should have rethought that and and maybe women say oh you know then that's just not who he is you know i understand him he's not a lovey-dovey guy i love you you're beautiful send me roses and that's fine everyone's definition of what love and marriage and partnership is is different so whatever works great for you all understand that but if you're a woman who understands herself and know that she needs that bit of vulnerability from a man for him to be able to tell her, hey, listen, I love you. I like you a lot. You mean the world to me. Let me show you through my actions and also show you from some sort of monetary form that I care about you because I think this of you. And that's just so difficult sometimes for us to say. And it's not difficult because we don't feel it. It's difficult because we do. Like as a man, we'll tell you whatever when we don't care because it doesn't have that emotional pull to our heart. It's not attached, it's not attached at all. But as soon as you begin to attach those strings to our hearts and now when you pluck those strings, it vibrates and it makes us feel a way that we're not used to that. That vibration, that sound wave doesn't sound good to our head. We turn it off. We don't know how to do it. It's just not in the way that we're built because we look at it as a weakness and because we look at it look at it as a weakness, what does that mean? That means we have guards. So we put our very vulnerable heart, because I do think in a lot of cases, men are, are vulnerable way we are. We have emotions. If you break our heart, we feel it. You may not see it on our face. You may not see us post about it on IG, or you may not hear any of the conversations that we have with our homies, but we feel it. And how we process and how we deal with it may be different than how you do it. So then in your eyes, you say, oh, he didn't care. 
He didn't love me like he said he did. He didn't feel the way about me that he said he did. But we do. But because we look at vulnerability the way that we do, you may not ever see it. I would be willing to say that most relationships that end, women may walk away from them thinking that they really never got to know who a man was. And in our own way, we showed you who we were. Whether that be good, bad, or neutral. And in those actions, we showed you levels of vulnerability. But because those levels don't match with what you're used to from your own species as of a woman, it didn't resonate with you the same way. So you may walk away from a relationship saying, I don't even know anything about him. I don't know who he was. It takes a special kind of woman to really be attentive enough to be detailed in her observation when it comes to a man. To know that we may not always say it the right way. We may not always do it the way you would like for it to have you know, been done. But if you pay attention enough to us, you understand that it comes from a place that while we may not be able to talk about it, it comes from a place of emotional care. That it's there. And so with that, you may be lost because we're guarded. So it takes a while for a woman to be able to break down those guards, break down those walls to get to a man's heart. It, and you have to look at the numbers that typically you're, you're, you're facing, right? So out of the 50 women, you'll really like 25. You'll love, you know, probably less than five. And the women that will really know him, really understand him, kind of like the back of their hand, as they say, will be one to two, maybe three. So understand that the likelihood, just the sheer probability that you get to a certain level of a guy to be able to show you even 50% of his vulnerability, the odds are against you. So now it's up to you as women to understand, hey, I know the odds are against me, so I need to be I need to be attentive. I need to be attentive of how he's expressing himself to me. Because if I'm not, I'll miss it. And then I'll walk away saying he never opened up to me. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know where we stood. I never felt like a couple because I always felt like there was something that he had that he just never told me. Like he just always kept his guard up. And I'm not saying that men should not work on removing that guard that withholds them from expressing themselves because how we feel is incredibly important in a relationship. It's part of communication, part of the three C's that I'll get into um, in another episode. But the more that you as women can understand that majority of men are going to have issue expressing themselves, going into a deeper level of vulnerability and that not always being present, especially within the first three to five months of a relationship, then you understand that you shouldn't force it and you shouldn't rush it. Now, I will say that I'll get to this at another point uh, down the road on this episode that a lot of how open a man is with you says a lot about him and less about you, right? And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But so we've been through the first three things, in my opinion, that prevent men 
from entering a certain level of vulnerability that women are used to. And the first thing was we're not built for vulnerability. We're just not. The second thing was we view vulnerability as a weakness. The third thing was we're too guarded to even know that we should not be right. And the last thing is, and this is probably the case for most men is that we just don't know how, because if you look at all the other things that I, that I listed, you know, we're not built for it. So in other words, we're not taught to be vulnerable. And because we're not taught to be, be to be vulnerable, we look at vulnerability as a weakness. And because we don't want to become weak or seem weak, we stay guarded. So when you add all that up, it pretty much just leads us to the fact that we just do not know how to be vulnerable. And earlier, when I say we're not built for it, you remember me saying that any father figure, you know, will we'll maybe teach us about the streets. will teach us about how to read people, finances, the, the birds and the bees, all that kind of stuff. But I have yet to find somebody, a man that has said, yeah, my dad, my uncle, my grandfather, uh, my uh, mentor has had a conversation with me about being vulnerable. The first time that men probably have a serious conversation about being vulnerable is if they're going to marriage counseling or therapy. And if we're that deep, sometimes it's way too late. Right. So because we don't have these conversations, these just aren't prevalent in our lives at really any age. It's just kind of something that we will be lucky to learn about as we just get older. And in talking to you women, a lot of times men that are, are good listeners We'll figure shit out, right? We'll just be listening to y'all and be like, hmm, I guess I never thought about it that way. And it's important for men to have a woman in their lives that's around their age that they can talk to to just kind of bounce things off of. Because a lot of things we'll never ask a woman, like they'll leave us and we'll just kind of in our head think like, you know, it's one thing. She could have told us like, you know, you cheated on me. That's why I'm leaving. And we're like, yeah, okay. We will like we'll hear you, but we won't hear you. I cheated on you, and that's why you're leaving. You were down for me and everything else, but there's other other things that would have led to why you felt that way. And it could have just been oh, you cheating, so be like, I don't tolerate it, so I'm out, and that's fine, that's cool. You're right, but when it comes to a relationship where it's not an obvious reason why you want to leave, then you have to look at what you're missing, and then if you figure out what you're missing. You have the opportunity to talk to your partner or your, your boyfriend, fiance, whatever it is. You have that opportunity to talk to them and see what they think about it. And then from there, you have the opportunity to decide, hey, if he says he's going to work on it, then provide that time for him to work on it. Also, provide yourself patience. Don't expect anything to change overnight. We, 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 we just men, we don't. We don't work that way unless it's like, you know. A car we want, a TV we want. We'll buy that some bitch like next day. But you know, for something like vulnerability or more quality time or like whatever it is that you women are interested in that you need from your man, understand that that's going to come with time. But provide that time and then provide that patience. And again, be attentive enough to know when he's working on something and when he's not. And then once you are able to identify things that is or is not happening, 
Like I said, that again allows you to be able to make a conscious decision about the future of your relationship and go from there. Thank you.